The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Strapp here welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Before we get started with the business at hand, if you could take a second to rate, review, and subscribe to the show, that's a big help. Meanwhile, it's that time. It's time to talk waiver wire pickups with Steve Alexander. Steve, we're going to make the start of this quick and to the point. Shabazz Napier, 8% owned in Yahoo. Spencer Dinwiddie, out. How excited are you i mean this is a guy there aren't that many guys who are so readily available are you excited about napier uh i'm not sure i would use the word excited but i i like him um he was already playing pretty well before dinwiddie went down so he is intriguing uh like you said eight percent owned and uh he's coming up on a four game week for this week to me it looks like this is the week you pick him up and plug him in there and if things go well, then you keep him around. And if they don't go well, you you move on. Yeah, 11 for 12 from the free throw line in his last game, even though he didn't shoot well from the field. So, Steve, let's talk about a guy who got added in a bunch of leagues, Tyreek Evans with Victor Oladipo, obviously done for the year now. A lot of people picked up Tyreek Evans. A lot of people probably had reasonably big expectations for Tyreek Evans, maybe finally taking off. Then, of course, first game without Oladipo, he was bad. So... Did people picked up Tyreek Evans? Should they be concerned? Uh, Where are you at with Tyreek Evans now? Well, it's interesting because when Oladipo went down, people were on Twitter asking me, and you know, do I pick up Darren Collison? Do I pick up Tyreek Evans? I mean, to me, Collison shouldn't have been available in that many leagues to pick up. So you didn't. I don't think most of us had that choice to make. And so then I think the Evans pickup becomes kind of obvious. It's only been one game, right? And it, one, it was, one full game, one full game, yeah. And it was pretty bad. But, you know, it's one game. I'm not giving up on Tyreek Evans yet, especially when you think about how good he looked at times last year for Memphis. He had some really big games. So I, I think there's time for him to right the ship and get it turned around. I'm I'm not overly concerned, but it is a little disappointing how he started out. For me, the worry is not really, like, whether he can put up numbers right now because he can he's putting up good numbers on a permanent basis it's his minutes he only got 24 minutes in that that game against memphis a three-point game that's his former team so yeah it's just a little odd i mean aaron holiday got 16 minutes in that game so yeah so i mean that's where that's where some extra minutes went and tyreek evans he needs more minutes to have more value you know so uh i don't know i think it's partially a coaching thing uh more than anything but yeah, I guess stay patient if you picked him up, but maybe temper expectations a wee bit. Uh, Steve, you wrote in the column that, quote, Avery Bradley and I have not gotten along over the last couple of years. <laughs> Please tell us more and uh, tell us why you may be coming around on him as we head into this week. Well, he's been so rough. To I mean, last year was a disaster. This year, the first half was a disaster. But, you know, he's put together four or five good games in a row. Uh, I'm just, I've not seen a guy 
takes such a hard fantasy fall right in the <laughs> middle of his career. Like, uh-huh. it's not like he's over the hill. It's not like the injury. I, I mean, I don't think the injury should have crushed him that badly coming back because if you watch him play defense, man, he's all over people. Played really well against Luka Doncic last week, and like he's shutting people down. His offense has just been miserable, but things are getting better. Uh, he's played well, pretty well in his last five. I think he, he's been scoring in double digits. He's getting thirty-five to thirty-seven minutes every night, and with four games for the Clippers, I mean, I'm I'm all in on on Avery Bradley this week. And he was good again on Sunday at 12.6 boards, 6 assists in 36 minutes, a couple of threes and a steal. So, yeah, it's funny with Bradley. It was like, if you look at his career big picture, it was like he's trending up. Oh, yeah, look, he's finally figured out. Like, he's he's a better rebounder now. He's a much better all-around fantasy player. Oh, wait, now he stinks. And uh, it's, it's just been a strange career arc. But uh, at the moment, in the short term, he looks like a strong pickup this week, as you said. Alonzo Trier, Steve, we've seen this guy for New York, the rookie, get hot. Then go cold. He's hot right now. Four big games. Well, four notable games in a row. Is this living dangerously to pick him up and put him in your lineup heading into this week? Or a good idea, perhaps? You know, I I think every time we've done this podcast this year, every time we talk about the Knicks, the, the caveat is always, well, it's the Knicks. So I don't really know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. The coach doesn't know what's going on. Right. Um. So, I mean, right now, Alonzo Truer is... Kind of hot and kind of intriguing. We saw him do this earlier this year, though, too. And and then he disappeared for a month and a half. So I don't know. But, I mean, he <laughs> plays four games. He plays for the Knicks. They, he's getting run right now. And, you know, Emmanuel Moutier's hurt. So they're not the healthiest team either. So the more healthy bodies they have with guys like Trier, the chances are he's going to play. So I kind of like him. I don't think I'm all in on him. I don't think I'm going to like go out of my way to pick him up. But if he's the best thing I, I see when I scroll through a deep league waiver wire, I, I'm not afraid to grab him. Four games this week for the Knicks. And over his last four games, Trier's averaged around 18 points, around five boards, four assists, a steal and a half, 1.3 trays, shooting 60% from the field and 95 from the line. So, man, I think he would be a great pickup if we had any sense that he was going to continue to get 25 to 30 minutes a game. It's just so frustrating that we have that uncertainty on such a horrible team. This rookie can't just be guaranteed that kind of run. It's so irritating. (laughs) It's ridiculous. I mean, why are guys like Ennis Cantor even being considered to be playing right now? Like, I... If I'm the Knicks, I'm playing the youngest group of guys I can find. I'm going to try to lose every game, and we're going to... You know, we're going to develop the, the kids. And maybe we're getting there. I mean, and maybe, maybe that's the, this is the start of that for Trier, you know. So, I, I don't know. I like him as a pickup. I think even if this hot streak ends, keep him on your radar because he's another guy who could be could be killing it in March and April when the season gets more and more ridiculous. Yeah, I like, I, like, I like what you said there, too. Like, maybe this is the start of what we thought the Knicks were going to do all year because, you know, Ennis Cantor now is – officially the third string and he's all ticked off about it and Trier's playing now and Moutier's hurt so he's out of the way so maybe maybe they're just gonna go kids the rest of the way all right Steve your guy I think he's been mentioned as much or more than anyone on the waiver wired podcast this year Shetty Osman there's some good news about the player and some bad news about the team tell us about it 
Well, you can tell us the bad news about the team. Oh, I was just talking about um, their schedule, which you mentioned in your column. Yeah, yeah, they only play two games. So, yeah, that that's that's the bad news. Two games for Shetty this week. But, man, I have – you're right. I've been talking about this guy all year, and he really, really never did much of anything. Like, he, he just – I was talking, he was doing nothing. But um, – all of a sudden, 25 points, eight boards, six threes on Wednesday, 29 points, four boards, four assists, two steals, three three-pointers on Friday. Finally, two back-to-back explosions, and uh, just in time for the Cavs to coast into a two-game week when nobody can pick <laughs> him up. Add in, by the way, uh, another pretty good game on Sunday. He didn't shoot well, six of 17, but he had 17 points, eight boards, two steals and two threes on Sunday as the Cavs stunned the Bulls in Chicago. Three oh, in a row. That's what a three game good that was. Game, three good games in a row. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, he's definitely a pickup, not a start this week in a weekly league. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to weather uh, a bunch of two-game weeks coming up. Also, as we get to the All-Star break, so a lot of people are playing too. But, anyways, two games next week for, for Osman. Playing much better, though. Steve, let, let's talk about what – would you do if you added Julio Okafor? Obviously, he's been better than we possibly could have expected. You mentioned it was a perfect storm for him. I mean, I think we probably think his value has gone soon. So, is this just is this is it? It is what it is until the wheels fall off and you just keep running him out there until they do. Yeah, I mean, yes, he's he's more of a DFS guy for me than than picking him up in a standard league. I, I mean. He's worth owning in standard leagues. Like, he's played so well. Like, the numbers are sick. Nobody saw it coming. But the problem is Anthony Davis, thankfully, is not as hurt as it sounded like he might be when he first uh, went down with his finger injury. He he could play Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Julius Randle's got an ankle situation right now. And Nikola Mirotic is dealing with a calf injury. So, with all those guys out, Okafor just went crazy, but um, as soon as those guys come back, I don't. I just don't know how they how they keep giving Okafor minutes. Uh, another center I want to talk about. You said you liked in the column. You liked Ante Zizic a lot for the Cavs. You said you've been watching him play. He was pretty good on Sunday as well. Eight points, fourteen boards, a steal, and a block, three assists in his thirty-five minutes. So you're excited about this guy. Uh, what has stood out and and. Uh, you know, again, you got to weather the schedule for Cleveland, but it sounds like you, you're adding this guy wherever you can. Yeah, and I, I like playing him in FanDuel and, and DFS whenever I can because he's super cheap. But uh, you know, he's just uh, he's pretty smooth. He's got good footwork. He's he's good around the basket, and he, he's not a huge shot blocker, but he's a pretty good offensive player for being as big as he is. And you know, the the Cavs, like you said, maybe maybe we have turned a corner. Like uh, with the Knicks, because Zizic is playing and Osman is coming on. You know, a bunch of the veterans that we know are there have kind of faded. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get through this two-game week. You got to get through the All-Star break. But I think they're going to roll with Zizic the rest of the way. You mentioned Jonathan Isaac in the column as well. I think people are kind of sick of waiting for Isaac in some (laughs) sense. But... But I would also say maybe I would advise against that because I, I'm starting to see signs that he's coming around a little bit. How optimistic are you that he could have you know a good stretch run here? I think it's uh, – you know, the very last thing I said in the column was he could finish up the season in a big way. 
And we've been saying that all year. Like, the, this guy is a luxury hold. You hold him, wait for the second half to get here. The Magic will turn him loose, and he'll start producing. Well, he's been playing a lot better. What what are we at here? Like, uh, 9.4 points, 6.6 boards, 2 assists, 1.4 blocks, almost a three-pointer over his last five games. So those numbers are creeping up into you should go grab him off the waiver wire territory. And, and by the way, that I mean, that's, that's I think, the baseline, right, of, of Isaac playing well. That's a starting point. There's room for him to certainly play worse than that, but there's room for him to play better. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about him. You mentioned his schedule is good, too. Orlando goes, I believe, 4-2-2. Two, two. Is that right? Uh, where are we? Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh, yeah. Well, they have they have a three, then four, two, two, four. So four game weeks sandwiching the all-star break for Orlando. So, yeah, Isaac is a, is a player to get and possibly, I don't know, you, you know, three game week this week. Maybe you don't start him, but but he's going to be useful soon, it appears. It, yeah, and when we were talking about those two back-to-back two-game weeks, almost everybody in the league has that schedule because of the all-star break. So right. Those are not normal two-game weeks, um, right. but the Cavaliers' two-game week is next week, and it is not good. Or it starts on Monday, so today when you're posting this. But uh, so yeah, that's it, that is a big problem, right? All right, Steve. A few other names I want to ask you about. Not in the column. Terrence Ferguson been playing well for OKC. Heading into Sunday, he had double digits in four of his last five. Was averaging 13.8 points, 1.4 steals, and 3.2 threes. Over that five-game stretch, shooting 52% from the floor. This is a jump shooter who's gotten hot, but he's doing a little bit more than that. Not owned in a lot of leagues. Do you think people should be picking up Ferguson? Do you think the kids call him Fergalicious? <laughs> I don't know. He, um, he definitely yeah, I, was called that in a, in a DFS uh, pool I was in the other day. So some people <laughs> do, yes. Uh, I like him, man. I, I, I've been playing him in DFS. Uh, I haven't picked him up anywhere because I've... It still doesn't really seem real, but man, he's playing pretty good. And, you know, Roberson, we haven't seen that guy in a long time. And Ferguson's kind of kind of taken on a bigger role as the season's gone on in, in OKC. So I am a fan. Only owned in 5% of leagues, having another good game on Sunday as we tape this. That, that Oklahoma City-Milwaukee game still going on, but Ferguson playing well again on Sunday as we tape. Uh, so yeah, man, 5% of leagues. This is another guy like Napier. Go get him if good players don't pop up on your waiver wire that often. Another thing I want to ask you about, Steve, we talked about Cleveland uh, quite a bit already on this podcast. Uh, Alec Burks, our guy, is trending back up again, double digits in three straight, including 18 points, eight boards on Sunday. Schedule aside, you know, let's say you're in a in a daily league or, or you're not worried about the schedule. Are you back on board with adding Burks where he's available, which is a lot of leagues now? I'm kind of mad at him, man. Um, <laughs> he... Every time I hype him up and call him a no-brainer, he disappears and mm-hmm. like has a horrible week. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't talk about him and we forget about him, he comes back and, and does good things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, his numbers over the season are pretty good. I mean, like you look at his season numbers and you're like, okay, this guy should be owned. But he's burned people so many times and he's he's inconsistent. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm... The two-game week makes it easy, but, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he plays in those two games, Matt, and then after that, maybe I'll let him let him back. We, I mean, we really should try to, not to hold grudges because I don't think it's productive. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're in a daily league, because, you know, some people who listen to this 
aren't in weekly leagues. So, you know, Burke's 15% owned in Yahoo leagues, uh, three strong games in a row for him. So take a look. It feels everybody. like that number should be higher. Yes. Yeah. Well, he, he got, so it was higher and then he, <laughs> he stunk for four games in a row or he had four reasonably bad games in a row and then right. everyone dropped him. And now, so yeah, he's, he's, he's testing people's patience, but, uh, again, it may be time to check him back out again. Uh, all right, one more name, Steve. Any interest whatsoever in Trey Burke? Because here we have Emmanuel Moutier out, shoulder injury for a couple weeks at least, and we know that could be longer given that it's the Knicks. Burke getting showcased for a potential trade. 25 points, five dimes on Friday. He's a streaky player, four games for the Knicks this week. Can I sell you on Trey Burke as a pickup? Well, my fear is you pick up Trey Burke and then Frankie to Lincoln it goes crazy. For the week, you know, I mean, it's the Knicks, man. Um, but Trey Burke had a, had a few really good games earlier this year mm-hmm. when people were hurt, and I mean, it four Maybe, games. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say he was awesome down the stretch last year for the Knicks, but I yeah. to me, it's a complete roll of the dice. I would definitely pick up Trier first. If you pick up Burke, you're. Uh, you have to be willing to accept some some rotten outcomes as well. <laughs> a daily streamer, yeah, or like DFS, uh, a daily league, I'm all for it. I'd be scared if you're if your lineup locks for four games to put Burke in there. Personally. I think you used to say the exact same thing about Emmanuel Moutier as well. I did, I did, and I'm going to ask you right now because we're getting into uh, potentially droppable players. Steve, is it crazy to think that Moutier? Uh, for those who added him, now he's out at least a couple weeks. Is it crazy thing about dropping him? Uh, it's not crazy at all. Um, I have got him. I'm probably going to drop him uh, because I, you know, it's a daily Yahoo league. I can't wait on on mediocre injured players because as good as Moutier has been this year, he's still you know he's a middle of the road point guard in my right. mind. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm good with dropping him. Emmanuel Moutier has outperformed expectations, but still has not been like a great fantasy player by any means. But uh, he certainly made some improvements, as we talked about. All right, I'll ask you about another point guard, Steve. Is it wild to think about dropping Alfred Payton? And I'll make my case right now. He had a big 15-point, 12-assist double-double recently. But other than that, his last five games, he hasn't hit double-digit points one time other than that game. So four of his last five single digits, and he hasn't topped five assists except for that one game. So basically, four out of his last five games, single-digit points, five or fewer assists. Uh, can we drop him in a shallow league? I, I mean, I think you can, especially if it's like a 10-team league. Yes, there's so many so many good players sitting out there. But even in 12-team leagues, like some of these guys we talked about in this column uh, and in this podcast, they're sitting out there and available, and, and you can go get them. You don't necessarily have to sit on – guys that aren't helping your team. Uh, I get a lot of questions about Alfred Payton and email and Twitter, and uh, everybody's mad at him right now and wants to cut him. I think it's one, it's one of those things where you could cut him, uh, and then it comes back to bite you because he starts playing really well again, like in the mm-hmm. middle of this coming week. But he also may not do that. So uh, I'm I'm okay with dropping him. I don't I, I don't own him anywhere, so I haven't yeah, had I to, haven't had to actually make that decision myself. But it all depends on who you were going to pick up. Twelve games in January, he's averaging around ten point six assists, one point three steals, zero point eight threes. I mean, there's just he's just not showing a huge ceiling 
on a long-term basis right now. So I'm not that pumped about him. Me either. A- any reason, Steve, that Dario Saric is owned in 51% of leagues at this point? Good um, grief. He hasn't taken off. I mean, are those all leagues that are just not active? Or are there? do you think there are people out there who are kind of holding out hope? <laughs> Dude, I got an email two days ago, and the guy was like, uh, I have a question for you. Uh, can you please tell me why Dario Saric is still on my fantasy team? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I know I don't I don't know the answer to that because he's just done nothing but oh my gosh we we I mean I I can't believe it because I really thought when Minnesota got a new coach and everything like it was all going to turn around but homie's not doing anything homie don't play <laughs> Todd Gibson has a thousand lives you can't take that guy down there's just yeah. you know, Todd Gibson is going to be Earning twenty five plus minutes in the year two thousand twenty nine. Is there a more rotation? <laughs> is there a more boring player to watch than Taj Gibson? I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's up there. It's up there. I would uh, like to see Dario get some more run, but yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have an answer. Yeah, but the answer is drop him. The I answer mean, is yes. Get you rid of him. Yeah. I, why, why is he still on your fantasy team? We don't know, but please drop him. <laughs> uh, all right, one more for you, Steve. Uh, Jermichael Green had a couple solid games last week after a couple bad ones, but then he played just seven minutes on Saturday due to pain in both knees. That sounds ominous. Is it time to move on, or are you trying to stay patient with Jermichael? So, you know, the latest report on Jermichael Green is that he's probable for Monday. The Grizzlies play four games. There's this whole Mark Gasol getting traded thing. There's a lot of reasons to hold Jamichael Green right now. So thankfully he's his knees are not both uh broken and he's <laughs> probably gonna play on Monday. So I hopefully he makes it through the whole week. But yeah, I mean I'm kinda intrigued about holding him until we see what happens with Mark Gasol. Four games for the Grizz this upcoming week and uh yeah, so there you have that. Everybody, if you haven't read it yet, go check out Steve's waiver wired column on Roto World. Plenty of players we haven't talked about here, including Kenneth Fareed, Bobby Portis, etc. Steve has write-ups on all those guys, many more. Jared Bayless with the Wolves banged up at point guard, so check that out. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Doctora, D-U-C-K-T-O-R-A. I am at Matt Straup, S-T-R-O-U-P. Steve, anything to add? Uh, how is your deep wavered column looking? I have not seen it yet. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, it's coming along just fine. That's every Thursday on the Roto World Season Pass. I, I wrote about Terrence Ferguson in there this week, uh, a few other guys. I try to really uh, dig around in the bottom of the waiver bin and get as close to zero as I can every week. I usually start in the 30 percentage range and then and then plummet all the way to zero and, and scour the bin. So check that out on the Roto World Season Pass every Thursday. Did you have any Jamichael Green? I'm not, you know, I've said, I've, or Kenneth at, Fareed. I did Fareed get in there. Fareed got in there and he was 40% owned when I wrote the column on Thursday. So Isaac was the highest percent owned player at 46% on okay. Thursday. Cause I like to, you know, when you go really deep in a column and talk about really obscure players, you like to put some relevant names in there too. You know what I mean? It can't just be all Terrence Ferguson's, you know, no, we got to appeal no. to the, we got to appeal to the masses. Exactly. So, exactly. I think if you cu- if you check that one out on the season pass and then yours on Sunday, it's like the you you hit waiver nirvana. You know, I'd like to think. 
Well, I mean, we pretty much cover every size league except for maybe our 30, 30 team. Right, which my team is, oh boy, it's been hurting. Chris Paul and Clint Capella out, though, thankfully. Chris Paul is back. Let's keep that hamstring attached for a while now, please, Houston. CP3, yeah, let's keep that I just lost. On. I just lost Oladipo, man. Ooh. Yeah, you, those are hard to come back from, you know? And I was rolling. I was like in third, third or fourth play. I was killing. So That hurts. Ugh, okay. That hurts. All right, well, I'll trade you Corey Joseph. We can talk offline after this. <laughs> All okay. right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Steve, thanks for doing the podcast. We'll talk to you soon. All right, see you next time. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.